0: Boom, shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on how to hit six figures with a list of six figures. 100. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Holly McHugh on the mic. She is a sales and messaging coach who helps entrepreneurs nail their niche and master their message so they can get paid what they deserve while doing what they love. And Fire Nation, today we're going to be talking about what you should focus on first, the biggest mistakes that hold entrepreneurs back, how to make your first sale, and how to sell premium programs as a startup along with a lot of awesome other stuff, as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Fire Nation, this episode is brought to you in part by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com fire to create your free account. Holly, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know.
1: Hey, John. Hey, Fire Nation. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this. So I'm really curious to know what your response is going to be to this, John, given we have met in person. But the one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is I actually have a blue belt in Taekwondo.
0: (laughs) Wow. I actually wish that I had known that before because, you know, sometimes I can go a little overboard on my teasing and I'm kind of picturing the time right by a pool (laughs) where I was kind of making fun of you a little bit. Like you could have kicked my butt.
1: Yeah, just watch out, John. That's all I can
0: say. <laughs> well, luckily, we are now half a world away from each other, so uh, even a blue belt, I'm feeling a little safe, but that is something I did not know about you. But yes, Fire Nation, Holly was part of an incredible mastermind that Kate and I threw about six months ago. It was awesome to welcome her and some other amazing entrepreneurs to the lovely island of Puerto Rico, and specifically Palmas del Mar. I got to learn a lot about what she has going on, and that's why I'm fired up, Fire Nation, for you to hear from Holly today because we're going to talk about how to hit six figures with a list of 600 and I'm going to tell you right now Holly is somebody who does more with what she has than almost anybody I know. And I love that about her. So, Holly, let's kind of break this down a little bit. You've had an unconventional start in entrepreneurship. So, break it down for Fire Nation. How did you first begin your biz?
1: Sure. So, (laughs) the reality is I didn't actually set out to start my own business in the beginning, it just became the only way I could actually do what I wanted. So my business background is as a marketing and brand strategist. I worked almost a decade for leading fortune 500 companies in the fast moving consumer goods industry which basically just means multi-million billion dollar global brands such as Gillette uh Pantene shampoo Hugo Boss perfume and one of your favorites John Ben and Jerry's ice
0: cream oh my god I might have some tonight by the way <laughs>
1: So, that was kind of my world and I was um, in my most recent role there, I was leading a $200 million brand portfolio where I was basically just tasked with, you know, how do I grow this brand in that market? How do I execute on amazing media campaigns? How do I get to know my consumers? So, that that was the world I knew. And on paper, I was you know, successful. I'd got the absolute dream role that I could possibly have wanted. I had a view of the mountains in uh, Switzerland Ooh. at one point out the office window. And then I will never forget this awful moment when I was having dinner with friends over pizza and wine, and I had this mind-numbing thought that I guess I'll just be happy when I'm retired. Oh. I know, and it was like, "Oh, I'm in my mid twenties. That's quite a long time away." (laughs)
0: Forty years away. That's like twice as long as you had yet been alive.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So that was kind of like something for me to finally draw attention to. And the reality was, I had been really burnt out for quite a period of time. You know, I'd got caught up in those comparison traps, and you know, trying to prove myself in a fast-moving corporate space. And I was a massive perfectionist, which did not help. So I. of went through that somewhat obligatory quarter-life crisis that we all seem to experience Did these it. days. Been there, <laughs> and that really ignited my first kind of foray into personal development. I'd never been exposed to anything to do with personal development up until that moment when I realized I need a way to calm the flip down and so my first thing was I'm going to go to a meditation course and then I became an NLP practitioner and then I certified as a coach and it just kind of my obsession grew as I implemented all the things I was learning that were having literally life-changing impact on me so when I moved from London to Sydney A few years later, I was like, I want to do more of this because it's so amazing. I'm going to try and get a job in HR or learning and development, and it's going to be amazing. I have these qualifications. I'm so passionate and enthusiastic. And bear in mind, I just moved to the other side of the world with zero networks. No one knew my name. And I'm going to all these recruitment agents saying, hey, this is what I can do. And they're like yeah, that's not going to happen because your CV says marketing and no one gave a crap that I wanted to work in HR. Mm. Um, It was really soul destroying and I was just banging my head against a brick wall time and time and time again. And then I recognized that honestly, the only way I could explore this new passion for coaching and personal development and see how I could support other people in similar quarter life crises was to start my own business. So I took the very unconventional step of actually negotiating a part-time senior marketing role in a fortune 500 company that gave me one precious day to just dip my toes in the water of what could be if I took this further over time I was then able to grow my business I negotiated two days a week on that with three days in my corporate role and then I went on maternity leave to have my daughter and today I'm three days a week in my business around her so It was a very out-of-the-box way to do it. And uh, it's probably not the same story that a lot of other people have. But since that moment, I've had so many people ask me, how did you do that? Um, And so that was what started everything off. And today I am so grateful and so blessed that I didn't just, you know, accept that, okay, yeah, I just get a nine to five, just put these dreams in a drawer. We'll come back to it later. But I really followed that burning fire in my belly and I found a way to make it happen because today I have all the flexibility I could possibly want around my daughter while doing the work that I love.
0: I love that you were able to wedge just, you know, initially that one day and you were able to just go all in on that one day in your dreams and then make it two days. And then, of course, you became a mother. So you're three days a week of focusing on your daughter, but still two or three days a week focusing on your business. That's just been so Powerful for you and such a success story, and let's be honest, Fire Nation. I mean, so many of us have had a quarter life crisis. I mean, when you're 25 years old, you look at yourself, you're like, "Man, like college was amazing, university was incredible." But like when you're in there, you're like, "I'm going to have my dream job by the time I'm 25. Like, I, like I'm going to be rich. I'm going to have my dream job." And then guess <laughs> what? We all got to 25, and we're all still poor, and we all hate our jobs, and that's why we have a quarter life crisis. Like that's just the reality, and so. I love the fact you were able to wedge that first little glimpse, dip those toes in, and then build from there. And Holly, I'm going to break it down. Like You've done something amazing. You have hit the six-figure milestone, despite the fact you have never, in Fire Nation, I mean never, been full-time. You don't have a big list. You're not using paid ads. What the heck did you do that were the difference makers?
1: (laughs) I think that if there's one philosophy that has guided me through all of this is that we have to rewrite the rules for our own success because no one was ever going to give me that part-time role. No one's ever going to say, hey, this is what we can do for you. We have to have the courage to ask for what we want and make things happen on our own terms, even if that means going outside of the lines. And I think with... You know, hitting these financial milestones, I think the biggest thing that trips up, especially new entrepreneurs, is overcomplicating what they're doing. And actually, my approach was really simple because it had to be. I didn't have time for fancy tactics. I didn't have time to do all the things. Um, so, the number one thing that I focused on at the start was honestly just building relationships with people that were either my ideal audience or connected to my ideal audience. And the power and value of creating meaningful connections just cannot be overestimated in business. It's ultimately the cornerstone to everything. And I just, I work with so many entrepreneurs now um, in my work and there's so many people that, you know, focusing on the things like tweaking their website to death or polishing their logo till kingdom come or getting another qualification before they feel ready to actually put themselves out there and start attracting clients. Um, And obviously those things have a part to play, but the reality is I was able to land not one, but two $80,000 contracts When I was starting out, when I didn't even have a website in place, and let's not forget, I had zero networks. So the things that made the biggest difference to me personally, and these are some of the strategies I teach to my clients, is firstly what I call the who knows who knows who strategy. That's who knows who knows who. So I literally had to start where I was at, which was my husband's networks because he is Australian. That's why we'd moved back. And I was like, who does he know? that could know someone <laughs> that could help me. And sometimes it was like the sixth person in that chain of conversations where an opportunity opened up and I got in front of the right person. But really all that was about was you know sharing my vision, showing that I was passionate, enthusiastic, creating that connection, talking about the win-win opportunities with them, and then asking this one simple game-changing question at the end of all of these little coffee meetups, which was Who else does it make sense for me to connect with? And that always led to the next introduction. And I cannot tell you how valuable a warm introduction is. It's solid gold. And it's amazing how many people will give you their time because someone else they know has suggested they connect with you. So, that was massive. Um, The second piece was accessing other people's audiences. I didn't have an audience. I didn't have a list. I didn't have a network. So, I went to the people that had my audience but did something different to me. And so, a couple of examples I did speaking events for business networking groups. I got in front of my ideal target market, and my very first speaking gig actually brought in $15,000 of work simply because I resonated with my message to the right people. And this is why I talk about let's not overcomplicate things like who do you help and how do you help them? And then identify how can you reach them in the simplest way possible. Another thing that was amazing for me, Uh, early on, and a lot of people shy away from doing this right at the beginning, but I started my own virtual summit. Um, I interviewed eight other people, and uh, that actually not only gave amazing content, which I didn't have at the time to my own little tiny list, but it actually exposed my business and brand to 40,000 people cumulatively because of all the other experts promoting that online event as well. So, Those two strategies really kind of just helped me get off the starting block. Um, And then also because I only had this one day, I decided to focus on more kind of higher ticket one-on-one type of work so that I actually didn't need so many clients to hit those initial financial milestones.
0: Fire Nation, there's so many value bombs within what Holly just shared. I mean, I want to go over a few things that I was writing down because, man, powerful stuff. Number one, Rewrite the rules for our own success. Like, why are you not rewriting your rules, Fire Nation? You have the pen in your hand rewrite those rules. And then let's get into the things that she really took action on. She built relationships. Fire Nation, everything is secondary. Perfecting your logo is not getting you to six figures. I promise you it's not, but building relationships will. And that who knows who knows who. I mean, she moved to a country, she didn't know anybody. She had to bug her husband to get her one connection. And then she wedged her way in again and she made it happen. (laughs) I love how you did that, Holly. Who else does it make sense for me to connect? with. Always end with that. That warm intro is priceless. Like when I get off, like back again with Entrepreneurs on Fire when I started and I didn't know anybody, whenever I would get done interviewing somebody, I'd be like, so Holly, do you know anybody that it would make sense for me to interview on Entrepreneurs on Fire? Because if you know them, I think they'd be a great fit because you just rock the mic. And if Holly said yes, what would I do? i say, Awesome. Thank you. If you want to just like connect me on a quick email, just write a couple sentences about how you think they'd be a great fit. I'll take it from there and I'll do all the rest. So I made it easy for them, but I made it a warm intro for me because guess what? Holly now was connecting me via email and that was a warm intro. And then access other people's audience. I mean, she said it so well. It's so important. That's a great way to grow your audience. So Holly, All day long, and I mean all day long, people are talking about what we need to do to hit these big financial milestones, and it can just be so overwhelming to everybody, and you know I love this word, focus, follow one (laughs) course until success, not 10 courses, one course. What should we focus on first?
1: It's a great question, and I think it's a question that people don't ask themselves enough. They're just kind of throwing themselves into everything and anything and seeing what sticks and getting quite despondent in the process. So I'm a big fan of following what Stephen Covey says, which is start with the end in mind. So what are you ultimately trying to achieve? What are you trying to sell? And then work backwards. And the number one starting point for everyone without exception needs to be nailing your niche. Because a confused mind always says no. And I cannot tell you how many entrepreneurs who are passionate, enthusiastic, hardworking, talented, amazingly capable, who trip up over this first step because they kind of skim over it to their own detriment. They kind of have that mentality of, I'll just see who I attract or I'll just see who I can help. And I don't want to, you know, limit the number of people that I could work with. So I'm not going to niche down. And all that does is make you too broad too vague, too generic, and no one really grasps whether or not you can actually help them. We need to connect the dots and make it super simple and super easy to get that no-brainer yes. So it starts with knowing who are you trying to attract? Who are your people? The second one is I just see so often, I have a, a couple of different Facebook online communities that are um, you know public groups and people join them and they straight away go, here, here's my stuff. And we're like sorry, who are you? It's like create connection first, create connection before anything else. Okay. So stop trying to sell your stuff, even if it's your freebies, because no one is going to be interested until they first know who you are and they feel like you get them, you understand their situation. So really double downing on those connections, making them meaningful, um, just showing up and interacting and sparking conversations before you start talking about you is the most important thing because in reality, it's not actually about you. It's about the people you can help, which brings me back to my first point on nailing your niche. And then the third thing is, you know, if we're really going to have a hope of selling something to someone in terms of inviting them into our paid offers, we have to show that we know our stuff. We have to demonstrate our value first. Um, so make sure that you have something that people can engage with that really demonstrates that irresistible taster, that little appetizer or canapé of what the full-blown buffet could look like if they were to work with you in a paid capacity. So what we're talking about here is, of course, you know, freebies, opt-ins, something where people can connect to you, your message, and also get that sense of you know, planting the seed of possibility that, wow, he or she has the solution I have been searching for. So, if you can look at those key things to start with, before you worry about really anything else, then you are going to get the traction and momentum. And as soon as you get those first few clients, you're going to build your experience, your confidence, your testimonials, your word of mouth, you're going to test and learn what works and what people want. And from there, you can build and grow.
0: Fire Nation, so many things here again. Number one, start with the end in mind. In the army, we used to call this backwards planning. Like You have to start with that end in mind, and then we're going to go through a couple of things here and circle back to the first one. Number one, nail your niche. Nail your niche. So important, so critical. And then what? Create connections. Create connections first. How do you do that? You be a person of value. You don't just be a person of blathering your offer, you become a person of value. And then, what is that irresistible appetizer that will get people wanting more? What is that little teaser that's going to be like, wow, if Holly's giving me this for free? Man, what is she going to give me when I actually invest in myself with her offer, with her products, with her services? And you have many, many zones of fire, Holly, but your biggest one, and I know this because I've chatted with you, I've seen you in person, we've had these kind of conversations, is helping clients nail their niche. Dive deeper on this specific topic.
1: Sure. (laughs) Let me first ask you, John, if you were looking to up your A-game on the Peloton, (laughs) Would you rather work with a personal trainer from the local gym who works with, you know, moms, dads, teenagers, kids, anyone and everyone? Or would you rather work with a personal trainer who works specifically with cyclists, someone who could give you specialized expert knowledge on your technique? on your hydration, on your nutrition, to really hit your optimum goals? Which would you rather work with?
0: I would choose Leanne Hainesby, who is actually from London. She's a professional Peloton instructor and she sounds a lot like you. <laughs>
1: well she must be nice then.
0: Oh, she's adorable. Um,
1: <laughs> right, so this is the thing when we have the opportunity to work with someone that feels exclusively for us, that has that expertise that we're craving, that speaks our language, it's suddenly a no-brainer yes. It's a no-brainer decision to work with that person over someone who's probably equally capable, but hasn't really zoned in and isn't resonating with relevance in the same way. So I am, I could talk literally till the cows come home about nailing your niche because it's so fundamentally important. But what people miss is it makes everything else so much easier. This is how we get focused because when we haven't got super clear on who we're trying to attract and the ideal target, the avatar, whatever you want to call it, it's really hard to know what to do, right? We don't know what to say. We don't know what to share. We don't know what to sell. We don't know where we should be in terms of an online or offline presence. And then suddenly when we have this specific focus, all of that just falls into place. And so many people are afraid to drill down because, as I said before, they're afraid to miss people out that they believe they could help. But when we do take the courage, and I do think it takes courage to decisively say, this is what I do and this is who I help, then we're making it easy for other people to find us and connect to us. We're making it easy for people to say, oh my gosh, how do I work with you? And we're making it easy for people to refer others to us because it's just so clear how we can help them. And here's the other thing, people will pay more for people who have that specialist knowledge and expertise. So I work with a lot of new coaches because one of my roles in my business is I'm a mentor and trainer to um, a number of thousands of students in a life coaching academy here in Australia. And I see lots of them, you know, qualify and then put themselves out there and say, I just want to help people achieve their goals or I want to help people, you know, get unstuck. And I'm like, that's wonderful. That's fabulous. What does that mean? Mm. <laughs> so we really do need to drill down and get crystal clear on, well, what's the context of that? Goals in their relationships, goals in their exercise, goals in their career, goals in their health. So we need to put ourselves in that person's shoes. We need to understand how do they describe their current struggle in that situation, in that focus area? And how did they describe what they want more than anything else that currently feels elusive. And this is the other part of nailing your niche that many people just completely miss. They use their own industry jargon, their own words and phrases, instead of really tuning into how does my ideal client describe this in their own words? Because when we are able to tap into that and reflect it back, it feels like we are inside their heads and there is nothing more powerful for someone than to truly feel heard and understood. So, As I said, I could talk about this for a very long time, (laughs) but um, that is just the crux of it. We're actually going to make it easy. You're going to liberate yourself from the struggle of what on earth do I do and when. And personally, I've actually evolved my niche three times since I started in my business. Um, So today, I'm a sales and messaging coach for service-based entrepreneurs. And the interesting thing is this is the most specific thing I've ever been And I am now inundated right now with more opportunities than I have ever been in my business. And a lot of people also get concerned of, oh, I'm just, I don't want to just work with one group of people forever. And here's the thing, you don't have to. So as a sales and messaging coach, I actually have clients who are, you know, business consultants for chiropractors. I have a client who's a health coach for yo-yo dieters. I have a client who's an Instagram specialist for female entrepreneurs. And the list goes on. Like the industries that I get to work with are so varied and multiple. And um, actually, it's just broadening out the number of opportunities that you have to go really deep with your idol audience and that's the really exciting thing about it
0: fire nation if you can believe it we are only halfway home with all the value bombs that have been dropped it is crazy to think about we're going to be still talking about how to make your first sale when you have literally zero audience and nobody even knows your name how to hit six figures sooner by selling high tickets and so much more when we get back from thinking our sponsors Hiring can be difficult, but if you're a company that's currently trying to hire, you face new difficulties from safely reopening your doors to finding the right person for a specialized role. Housing Wire could relate. They needed to hire an ambitious reporter to cover news stories on the U.S. mortgage and housing markets. So they turned to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's smart matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And that's how Housing Wire found Alexandra Roja. Alexandra never imagined she could get a reporter job in the midst of COVID-19. Hiring was frozen and the idea of looking for a job was discouraging. So she created a profile on ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter matched Alexandra to HousingWire's reporting job because her degree and writing skills were a great fit for the role. HousingWire received her application only four hours after they posted the job, and a few weeks later, Alexandra started her dream career. ZipRecruiter helped Alexandra find the right job, and they helped HousingWire find the right person for their role fast. See how ZipRecruiter can help you hire. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. So Holly, we're back and man, we have some great stuff coming up. I teased before the break how Fire Nation can make their first sale, even if they have zero audience and nobody knows their name. Break that down for us.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> this is, there's a number of things here that are important to bear in mind. A lot of people make the mistake of comparing themselves to industry leaders, even when they're really at the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey. And they're like, how do I possibly compete with that? You know, no one knows me from Adam and I don't have an audience and et cetera, et cetera. And look at all these people who are already doing everything that I wanna do. And the reality is that, you know, most people actually want to work with others who are really only a few steps ahead of them. And you only need to be a few steps ahead of the people you're trying to help, who are, as I describe it, you know, still stuck in the trenches with the current struggle or problem that they are facing. Um, it's so much more relatable. You know, I don't want to work with someone that is, you know, light years ahead of me that seems to sit in this ivory tower and doesn't get what it's like for me because they probably can't even remember anymore. And I used to joke, you know, like I want to work with mentors that I've struggled too. Like I want to know that they know exactly what it's like to be in my shoes. So actually it can be a real advantage to just be a few steps ahead. That's super inspiring and motivating and intriguing to people. So don't forget that. Another important thing is just remember that there are enough clients for everyone because my people, even if you do the exact same thing as me, are probably not your people, right? You know, There are other sales coaches out there who are bolder, brashier, more brazen, louder, more extroverted than I am, I attract a lot of introverts because I'm naturally introverted and they're my people. And it all comes down to who do you gel with? You know, whose personality do you feel you click with? Whose story do you resonate with? And that's going to be different for people. So don't feel that if someone else is already doing something similar to you, that it's all been done before and you can't therefore make your first sales. The second thing that I always tell people, which so many people miss, is come, it comes back to that first strategy of who knows who knows who. But tell your existing networks what you're doing. So a lot of people start in business and no one who knows them actually knows that they're doing that. So the very people who already know, like, and trust you, who already have that deep and meaningful relationship with you, who want to support you, can't actually do anything to, you know, open potential doors. So, the very first thing we need to do is actually announce what we're doing, you know, share the excitement and the enthusiasm and the passion that you have towards finally making this official and ask others to support you, whether that's sending, you know, people they know your way, whether it's liking your page, whether it's clicking on the link to your opt-in, whether it's tagging someone they know that, you know, who could really do with uh, the service that you support others with. So make it super clear what you're doing, how you help people and what you're asking of the people that already know, like, and trust you. And that will kickstart so many opportunities. I've had so many clients who have just done that. They've literally just put a Facebook live on their page and they've told the world that they already know what they're doing. And so many opportunities have flown their way. So there's a kind of, just two things that I would say to that um, that are super important uh, from the very uh, starting point.
0: A lot of things here, at Fire Nation. One thing to focus on, you only have to be one chapter ahead of the people that you're an expert to, of the people that you can mentor and the people that you can share your knowledge with. Back in 2012, I chose my mentor. Why? because she was literally one chapter ahead of me. She was literally just like one year ahead in the business. She wasn't like 10 or 15 years in, She had just been where I was, which was launching my podcast, just one year prior. And so I chose her to be my mentor because I knew that it was fresh. I knew that all her topics were relevant. It makes sense. So you can just be one chapter ahead. And then just have that mindset of abundance. Like there is enough in this world for everybody. Have that mindset. Now, Holly, a lot of people feel like they can't stand out because it's, quote unquote, all been done before, Bust this myth for us.
1: (laughs) Yes, this is a really awesome one to dive into. So, you know, I, I said just yesterday, actually, on a call with my mastermind group, stop trying to be ultra original and just be real because people see through everything else. And what they want is authenticity. What they want is relatability. What they want is to know that they are not alone with a thing that they are finding really challenging. Um, So we want to really start showing up and focusing on who we are, what our story is, but most importantly... We want to be listening to what our audience wants. Like, where are the gaps? Where are they struggling? What would be helpful? And the thing that has always got me out of my own way, you know, I've just had to put my big girl pants on and, and you know, just put myself on, <laughs> on Facebook Live for the first time, which you might as well have asked me to go out my front door naked <laughs> the first time I did that. You know, the thing that got me out of my way, and it still does get me out of my way, is to remember this one truth. It's not about you. It's about the people you know you can help. And if you have something that you know could seriously benefit and impact others, that could have a positive impact on their lives, then you are doing the world a disservice not to put yourself out there and share that. And every time that I get blocked or every time I find myself you know, being held back in new uncertain areas, I remember some of my clients. I remember clients uh, like a woman who was a stay-at-home mom and a newly qualified coach. And she had big dreams um, of sharing her story and supporting others. And she now has a not-for-profit charity where she supports women and children all over Australia who have suffered from domestic abuse and violence. She has a whole team behind her. She's a keynote speaker. She's published her uh, best-selling book. She's been in international media. And I I think of clients like her and I'm like if I hadn't got out of my own way then she couldn't have got out of her own way and then so on and so forth and then think of that ripple effect that then you know happens as a result of all the different people's lives that are now positively impacted by that so that is one really important thing it's not about you it's about the people you can help. So, remember that no one else can replicate your exact unique set of gifts, experience, knowledge, personality, and story. This is what I call packaging up your brilliance. And it's that brilliance that the world needs. Um, So, you know, one of my favorite things to say is, you know, quit hiding your brilliance because the world needs what you have. And it's so true. Um, So, I think those are the key things. Focus on who you want to help and listen to them and engage with them and you know, show that you get it. Because the most powerful thing anyone can ever hear is, I get it, you're not alone. Secondly, think about in which parts of your story are the most relevant to share that could normalize other people's fears and concerns. And thirdly, just recognize that you have something that you know can benefit other people uh so make it about them and then that will help you to get out of your own way
0: fire nation you have an obligation to share your brilliance with the world look at it that way because it's true now, Holly, talk to us about selling high-ticket offers. Like, Give us an example of what a high-ticket offer is, and then how can we build the confidence to promote an offer like that as a startup?
1: Sure. So, I mean, high-ticket, generally speaking, is, you know, any, I think my very first coaching package was like $3,000. Um And then I was also able, as I mentioned, to land a couple of $80,000 contracts. So what goes (laughs) behind all of that really um, is firstly recognizing what you're actually selling. Because a lot of people think about, oh, you know, I'm trying to sell coaching or I'm trying to sell consulting or healing or graphic design. And that's not actually what people are buying. Okay. People are not buying, e.g., health and fitness, you know, someone is buying the promise of getting rid of their man boobs so they can ask out that hot girl on a date. (laughs) They're buying the solution to their biggest burning problem. And if we can always ensure that what we are selling comes back to that, then suddenly it's an easy sell, right? So focus on what is the solution that you're selling and how are you going about that? So when it comes to for example you know higher ticket contracts so i did a lot of things in my early stages with you know organizations it's really about first and foremost listening to them i cannot emphasize that enough because then you reflect back okay so you said this is what you're looking to achieve. These are the key objectives. This is the solution that's gonna help you to achieve those. Rather than than just kind of throwing things out there and hoping other people can connect the dots as to how exactly you can help them. We wanna just make it super easy by again, using their exact language. And the only reason that anything would ever be a hard sell is if you're not doing one of these three things. You're not talking to an ideal client, number one. Number two, you don't actually have a genuine solution to their biggest burning problem. Or number three, you're not effectively communicating the benefits to them that brings it all back to the desired outcomes that that they say they want. So whenever you're in doubt about how to sell anything, whether it's low ticket or high ticket, ask your audience because this is what's always going to eliminate the guesswork around what are people going to buy from me? Um, So that's just the most important thing, I think, with high ticket is to recognize that it's about solutions. It's not about your method because it's actually really hard to just sell coaching. And I see too many people thinking, you know, well, I've got a three-session package and I've got a six-session package. And I'm like, great. Why would anyone buy the six-session package if the three-session package is a lower price? You know, ultimately, if there's no benefit that's clear, and you're not taking them on that journey to really mentally rehearse what they could have at the end of that experience of working with you, then it's always going to come down to price and most likely it's going to just go into that I'll think about it basket. Whereas if you can speak that language, like I shared with that first example with the man boobs and someone's like, oh my God, that's what's been keeping <laughs> me awake at night, then it's going to be literally like, shut up and take my money. How do I start working with you? Where do I sign up? So that is the key. This Absolutely the key. And that makes it not feel like a sell at all because you're just serving someone with the very thing they're actively seeking and making it easy for them to uh, reach it.
0: I mean, Fire Nation, if you're in fitness and you do a search after this episode and nobody has conquered and dominated the niche of getting rid of man boobs like you better grab that niche because that's a real problem and guess who people who have man boobs want to go to somebody that specializes in getting rid of man boobs like you know they don't they don't want a six-pack they don't want big biceps they want to get rid of their man boobs and again this is just one example now Holly, you know this so well because you've done it. When you have built an audience that knows, likes, and trusts you, and then you ask them what their biggest struggle is, they tell you what the solution, they they tell you and then you can just create the solution. They, they tell you the solution that they want and you offer it to them. And guess what? You're the person they you know, they can trust. You're the person who asked what their struggle is. You hand them the solution. They're going with you. Now, that's like a pretty obvious opportunity now that we've broken it down for everybody. But what would you say is the most overlooked opportunity that can help Fire Nation grow their audience and make more sales?
1: I really do think it comes back to telling your existing networks what you're doing. Um, so that is absolutely overlooked um so the exact details of how i tell my clients to go about that is to create a level of intrigue around it so i tell them show up on your personal page do a facebook live ideally and just put as the headline exciting announcement dot 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 so that we have as many people as possible actually click and watch it because people cannot stand fomo right we have to know what is the announcement um or, you know, I've been waiting so long to share this. Dot dot dot. So something that's just gonna create that sense of wow, what are they up to now? And then keep it super short, like three to five minutes max, where you're literally just saying, This is why I'm doing what I'm gonna be doing, this is why I'm so excited, this is who I am seeking to help, and this is how, in that simplest possible way, that means someone else could repeat it just like that and have it on the tip of their tongue for whenever they're having a conversation with someone that they recognize is is your ideal client, and then tell them very simply one way that they can support you so have that clear call to action don't give them 10 different things say go to my page and like it or say tag someone that you know that needs this um so that honestly is the most overlooked opportunity that i have seen time and time and time again when we have no audience we don't really have that starting point is go to your existing lowest hanging fruit opportunities which are always the people that you have an existing relationship with
0: holly i've been counting. You've dropped 74 value bombs over the last 40 minutes. It's very impressive. So of that, what's the one key takeaway that you just really want to make sure that Fire Nation gets from everything that we've talked about? I know you have a great call to action for us, so share that as well. And of course, let us know all the ways that we can connect with you so we can keep consuming your amazing content
1: gosh, one out of 74. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I the, the guiding principle that serves me so well is actually a quote by Oprah. And it kind of sums up what I've been sharing today. And that is we get in life what we have the courage to ask for. And I just wholeheartedly believe in that. So, Don't wait until you think you're quote unquote ready to sell. Don't wait until you think you're ready to do a speaking gig. Don't wait to charge the high ticket if you believe you have a solution that meaningfully serves other people. Start asking questions that help you better understand who you're trying to reach Ask for help and support along the way. Ask for a different approach that could get you everything you ever wanted, like I did in my case with my corporate role and my business. I had the best of both worlds because I dared to ask. So that is probably the parting piece of wisdom I would like to leave with everyone. And for you all to consider, you know, if I felt courageous enough What is the one thing I would do differently starting tomorrow in my business? So that, I hope, um, inspires you. Uh, And then I am very much a Facebook girl, John. So you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Holly McHugh Coaching. I would love to connect with as many of your audience as possible. And then I also do have some awesome freebies. So if you're sitting there right now thinking, I want to attract more ideal clients, but I don't have a big list then I have the most amazing thing for you, which is a free cheat sheet where I share 20 fuss-free ways to find clients. You don't need any advertising. You don't need a big audience. And these are the exact same organic strategies that help me hit those financial milestones with a really small list. And in that cheat sheet, I also walk you through my monetize your magic method, which is just the five essential steps that every business, no matter what stage you're at, need in place to be that no-brainer yes to your ideal clients. So you can get that plus a couple of other extra goodies at hollymchew.com forward slash fire. And I'm just gonna spell my last name, which is M for mother, A double C U E. So that's hollymchew.com forward slash fire.
0: Fire Nation, you better be getting your booty over to that website to grab those freebies because it is pure value. It is going to be pure fire. This is the type of content that you need to be consuming, the type of strategies you need to be learning to take your business to the next level. I mean, I've seen Holly. I've met Holly. She's someone who has used these strategies to hit these milestones, and it's incredibly impressive. That's hollymchugh.com slash fire. M-A-C-C-U-E dot com slash fire. And you know this, Fire Nation. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with H-M and J-L-D today, so keep up that heat and head over to EOfire.com. Type Holly in our search bar, and the show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Links to Holly's Facebook page, to her goodies, all that jazz, and so much more. Holly, thank you for sharing your truth, your knowledge, your value with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Holly and successful entrepreneurs. They accomplish big, huge goals. That's why I created the Freedom Journal so that I can guide you in accomplishing your number one goal in just 100 days, Fire Nation. We are talking step by step, step by step. Ooh, baby, Gonna get to you girl. <laughs> Visit the freedomjournal.com. Use promo code podcast for a little thank you for listening to my podcast, and it'll get you fifteen dollars off. Thank you, Fire Nation. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flippity flip flop new kids on the block. Holla. Fire Nation, this episode is brought to you in part by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash fire to create your free account.